This is the Build Your Best Family podcast, episode 82, Food, Allergies, and Family Traditions. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you live a life of purpose with the ones you love and become the family you were meant to be. What do playdates, celebrations, birthdays, and holidays have in common? You guessed it, food. And for many families, food is a part of their identity, and sharing it is their favorite way to connect with one another. Just ask my husband's Italian relatives. So what happens when you find out that your child or someone you love has a food allergy? It can cause stress, anxiety, and even disrupt family traditions and how we interact with one another. In today's interview with Karina Meckelborg, we talk about what it's like to have not one, but two kids with food allergies. Our conversation gave me incredible insight as to the impact it can have on a family and its culture. I have a little bit of experience with food restrictions, but not much. My mother-in-law is married to a Jewish man whose children celebrate Passover. Many years, Passover occurs at the same time Easter does, so we often find ourselves having a kosher meal so everyone can eat together. I also do a Daniel fast each January in which I am quickly reminded of how hard it is to enjoy social events when I'm not eating meat, dairy, or flour. Talk about eye-opening. But for me, these adjustments to what I eat are only temporary. There is a possibility that the next time I see my extended family, we'll be eating ribs and mac and cheese together, and each February, I can look forward to eating my favorite cheesy pasta with chicken dish again. But for many people, going back to the way they used to eat is not an option. So I was excited when Karina reached out to talk to me about food allergies and what it's like to live as a family with them, because I don't know much about the topic, and honestly, I haven't given it much thought. I think this episode is important for two reasons. Number one is I want to equip you guys with what you need to build your best family. And if you have a family member with a food allergy, you definitely want to meet Karina. She's created blog posts, meal plans, and a monthly membership program that will help you reduce food allergy stress. And number two, because I think it's important that we all learn about this topic. Our conversation has caused me to be more mindful and sensitive to the issues that I know some of my friends face. And I definitely want to have empathy and not be dismissive when it comes to this issue. I know that you'll find this conversation with Karina as interesting as I did. And when you're done, I hope you check out our website or share this podcast with a friend. Social distancing doesn't have to be a bad thing. That's right. You can take advantage of this time to invest in your family in meaningful ways with our Family Culture Bundle. For a limited time, we are offering our best resources to you for free. Every day for two weeks, you'll get a new resource delivered to your inbox. You'll also get access to tips, tricks, and videos about each resource in our Facebook group. And also in that group, you'll have access to exclusive content such as conversations that go beyond our weekly podcast and help us apply what we're learning. Go to pages.buildyourbestfamily.com to sign up today. Today, I'm talking with Karina Meckelborg. Karina is a 12-year food allergy mom and recipe developer who's managed severe food allergies for both of her daughters, including milk, egg, peanut, tree nut allergies, and gluten sensitivity. She helps food allergy moms with stress-free, intentional solutions for everyday food allergy issues on her blog and social media accounts. Welcome, Karina. It's amazing to have you on the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So a question that we ask all of our guests is, what is your family known for? Yeah, so over the years, honestly, we have been known for adventuring together. We like 
like to travel and try new things. And it kind of started actually before we even had kids. My husband and I went over to New Zealand and lived Mm -hmm. there for a year together right after we got married. And we've kind of carried it through. And even though we have food allergies, we've been really focusing on not letting that stop us from Mm -hmm. adventuring together. So, Mm yeah. Wow. All right. So you mentioned food allergies. So you had this diagnosis of food allergies, and I want to know how it affected your family culture. You told me that you went through this mourning process about having to let go of your favorite foods. And not only that, that you had to give up some traditions that you were hoping to pass on, which is huge when it comes to family culture. So tell me about your story. Yeah. So I have two girls and one of them is 13 and one is 11. And way back when they were really little, they were both actually diagnosed with severe food allergies. So Mm -hmm. my first one was, um, my oldest was diagnosed with milk and egg. Mm -hmm. And um, she was lucky enough to outgrow them. Um, Mm -hmm. So she was about four, I think, like around four to five when she outgrew those. But Mm -hmm. definitely we lived with them for three years. So we Mm kind of, you know, got used to that. And she outgrew those, but then my youngest was sort of (laughs) just starting to, we were realizing that she had a severe peanut and tree nut allergy right around the same time. Mm -hmm. And she's actually now since been diagnosed with a gluten intolerance. So Mm -hmm. um, we've had multiple food allergies. I've managed multiple food allergies. And through the years, um, about three years ago, I would say I was uh, deciding whether I should re-enter the workforce. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, there's lots of things I could have done. I, I'd been home with my girls for several years. And um, I just decided that sort of God was calling me to use what I'd learned um, about food allergies and managing them and mm-hmm. start my business, Friendly Pantry Consulting. So mm-hmm. that's what I did. And that's where I'm, why I'm here today. Mm-hmm. So tell me about some of the traditions that you had that you had to let go of. Yeah, so honestly, food is so prevalent in cult, in our culture and definitely mm-hmm. for good reason because it's often something that brings us together. But honestly, you don't realize how important it is and how stressed it is in our culture until you really can't have it and it's not mm-hmm. safe for you. Yeah. So like, for example, when my youngest or my oldest had her milk and egg allergy, I really mourned being able to share an ice cream cone with her on a hot Mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. It was, um, you know, going camping, we were camping at the time and there was something I was just like, Oh, it would be really nice to see the joy in her face to really like let her have an ice cream cone or Mm -hmm. things like decorating a gingerbread house at Christmas. Like that was a real ordeal to find Mm -hmm. or to make gingerbread that would work for that. So those are things that, you know, I did as kids and I wanted to pass on, but it really wasn't something we could do very easily. Mm-hmm. And like, for example, like even something simple as going to friends for dinner, um, it's really affected because you have to basically ask, you know, what are they going to be having? Or you need to bring food for, for your child. So all these things are kind of traditions that may seem small when you look at them Mm -hmm. separately, but when they start to add up and you start to just, it's a morning time where you mourn those losses and Mm -hmm. then kind of have to find your way to picking up how you're going to actually, what traditions you are going to have with your kids. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming you never um, came into contact with these kinds of allergies before you had kids. Like this was something new you had to educate yourself about. Definitely. Yeah. It was, it was a real steep learning curve because um, it's not just, you know, you're, you're looking to have a fun evening with friends and be really spontaneous, but it's not about being spontaneous. You can't be spontaneous. You need to plan because either you need to have some safe food that you bring along with your, to your friend's place. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a little child who's putting everything in their mouth and you're going to somebody else's house, sometimes you're really um, having to worry about, you're worrying about them staying safe because if they're putting yeah. the things in their mouths that are, have the allergens in them and even traces of them, you know, that's a real worry. And so yeah. going over there becomes about them staying safe instead of enjoying a relaxed evening with friends. So yeah, little things like that is what, what it was all about and learning how to read the labels and learning mm-hmm. how to, um, really understand what food, um, is safe and what you can make and how to make it allergy friendly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what have you, what kind of traditions do you have now that has replaced maybe some of the things that you were hoping to share with your kids? Yeah. So we really love to focus on non-food activities as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, of course I have learned to cook allergy friendly for, you know, for our family. So whenever it comes to Christmas dinner and, and those kinds of things. We have our standard favorites, um, but it's, you know, thinking about other things like when we travel or instead of that ice cream cone on that hot day, can we go for a bike ride together? Mm-hmm. Or instead of dinner with friends, maybe we can have a games night with friends where we're not focusing on food. We're actually focusing on the activity mm-hmm. or like the decorating gingerbread houses that I talked about, um, replacing that with an activity that we can do together, like maybe going mm-hmm. skating or looking at Christmas lights, those mm-hmm. kinds of things that are focused on the activities because we have sort of a saying in the food allergy community where we say, um, exclude the food, not the child. And so, you know, in our family, we definitely want to focus on, you know, what we can do together instead of what we can't do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. That's fantastic. I don't have kids with food allergies. So I'd love you to tell me a little bit about what you want other families to know about the topic, especially when you dealt with interacting with friends and going over their houses. What What did they need to know? How was their response? And what do I need to know? Oh, gosh, this is... Honestly, thank you for asking this question because I really, I think it's just so misunderstood. And there's so many um, things that, like there's intolerances and then there's severe allergies. And sometimes people confuse them. So they think that, but but if you have an actual severe wheat allergy, that isn't, you can never have even just a little bit or you can't have... um, you know, even a trace of it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really important to kind of know the difference between intolerances and sensitivities and which are the same as well as allergies. Mm-hmm. So and I don't want to downplay intolerances or sensitivities because they can really cause, you know, you can really feel horrible if you have one. Mm-hmm. So that I'm not downplaying that, but I do want um, people to understand the difference between the two so that they can realize that yes, food allergies are very severe and they can be life threatening. So um, when someone has food allergies, it really impacts the social events and mm-hmm. it's so stressful 
just to be willing to discuss, you know, what you're serving, ingredients, mm-hmm. um, ask them questions, show them you care. Um, you don't have to make everything allergy friendly for that person. And it really depends on their child's age and their um, stage where they're at. Like I said, like those small kids who are putting things in their mouth, that is a real stressful stage. And um, we had our daughter, actually, we were at a friend's and uh, she was in the playroom and she was playing and she came into me and her whole side of her face had popped up the whole side. And I thought, what is going on? Like, honestly, this is before I knew a lot about food allergies. It was in the beginning stages. Mm -hmm. And she was having a severe reaction and I didn't know it, but Mm -hmm. it was because the mom said, and she knew about the allergies, but she Mm -hmm. was like, oh, we had peanut butter in there yesterday. And so like, then it clued in. I was like, oh my goodness. So traces on, on toys and things like that, that can all be something if they, if the kids get it on their hands, then touch Mm -hmm. their eyes, nose or Mm -hmm. mouth, that's how they can have a reaction. So just knowing that helps people to understand why people with food allergies are pretty stressed about it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel comfortable cooking for somebody with food allergies, it is so okay. Like don't feel like you have to, because somebody with food allergies would rather just come for a visit for a games night mm-hmm. than not be asked at all. Right. So we don't want it to be too hard for people. We just we would love just for like communication and talking back and forth. And sometimes um, if it, if the mom knows that their kid is in that stage where they're putting things in their mouth, they just feel better hosting mm-hmm. and don't feel, don't feel like uh, offended if, if they ask if they can host, because it's more about just enjoying the company and being with people. So do you find yourself asking people to come to you instead? Has that been, you, you mentioned people not being offended if you ask them to come to your house. Is oh, that what you yes. find yourself doing? Yeah, definitely. We would, I, I host a lot. So mm-hmm. I, you know, Christmas dinners and all that kind of thing. And then also like just games night with friends. We do that a lot as well. So mm-hmm. um, now my daughter is older. So she, you know, she, she's able to like, I've kind of trained her on how to keep herself safe. And that's really important. Um, I stress that with everybody that I talk to is teach your food allergy kids so that they can keep themselves safe. And so, you know, she's 11 now. And so she's really coming along with that. And Mm -hmm. it's getting easier to be able to go to other people's houses. Definitely. So, um, but it's those little ones that are really, <laughs> it's a, yeah. it's a, can be really stressful. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So tell us about the work that you're doing to help those people and family members who have allergies. Yeah. So I have a blog over at friendlypantry.com and I share solutions that we have managed with for all the food allergy challenges that we've come up mm-hmm. with. And basically, I just, I love helping moms who are, and families really, who are just in that stage where they don't know how to deal with something. Because sometimes if you can break it down into smaller, easier steps, it is a lot more doable. Mm -hmm. And so what I like to do is I kind of um, take a food allergy problem, like even in my blog posts, and I'll just 
think it through and create easy steps to help the, the mm-hmm. food allergy moms with it. And that goes to, um, you know, managing team sports. I just did a blog about that a, a little while back, mm-hmm. but also to food allergy cooking and how to make it simplified and more streamlined. And because really as a food allergy family, you do a lot of cooking. I mean, there are some, a lot of restaurants that cannot manage food allergies safely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, we have our probably a list of like three or four that we can go to. And so we're cooking like on our own. So food allergy Mm -hmm. moms have that burden. Uh, Often it's the mom that is cooking. And so streamlining things, making it easier and how to make it more simple is, is really a lot of what I focus on. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, um, I love to help with the cooking, with the challenges and also really the travel is coming later on. I want to really, um, focus a lot more on food allergy travel as well, because Mm -hmm. that's something that, um, is definitely a lot more detailed when it comes to traveling with food allergies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what resources do you have available? So, um, if people are interested, I always start them off with a um, free meal plan. So I have um, a five-day meal plan that has dinner ideas, breakfast ideas, and snack ideas. And I know that <laughs> those snack and breakfast ideas, oh, people always are looking for those when they've got mm-hmm. you know food allergies. So I have ones, they match the top eight. So um, you know, let me just see if I can ramble them off. <laughs> Egg, milk. <laughs> wheat, um, peanut, tree nut, soy, and fish and seafood. But they also um, are flexible for mustard and sesame and gluten as well. So that meal plan, they can get it at friendlypantry.com forward slash meal plan. And that will help them to do, um, they'll get on my mailing list, they'll get the meal plan. And then they'll learn about um, a program that I'm actually reopening the membership site that I have for food allergy families that helps them to simplify their meals and find ways to um, cook things so it tasted like it did before food allergies mm-hmm. and um, to get those get it easier for them in the kitchen so they're not spending hours and hours there mm-hmm. every single week. Um, so that's reopening in April. and. Um, if they want to get the meal plan, that's going to get them the meal plan, but also help them to find out when that reopens again. Yeah. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking this isn't just for food allergy families. If you have friends and people that you care about who have a food allergy and you want to entertain in your home for them and you want to be a part of their life and be able to come alongside them, it's fantastic for those people too. Um, exactly. To say, hey, this is an easy way for me to learn about what these people that matter to me can eat. Yes. So, yes, right. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. All yeah. right. So thank you so much for being us, with us today, Karina. Thank you for having me. I, it's been a pleasure. You can find Karina on her website at www.friendlypantry.com. She's on Facebook and Instagram as at Friendly Pantry, and she's on Pinterest as Kids Food Allergy. I'll link to all of this in the show notes. If you would like to connect beyond the podcast, you can find us over on Instagram. It's our favorite place to hang out and share the ups and downs of everyday life, what we get right and what we get wrong, too. Plus, we share the family hacks that have helped us build culture along the way. 
You can find me at Carl Amici. And you can find me at Kimberly Amici. Don't let the pretty pictures fool you. Our family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose. To learn more about Build Your Best Family, go to buildyourbestfamily.com.